Hello, and welcome everybody to an hour of delight. It's probably wonder. it's gonna run over an hour. You well, know that. Yeah, that's true. Episode five. I like to run over. Yeah, episode, episode five. five. Five times as long as any other episode you've ever listened to. I doubt. Not, I'm, not true at all. I don't think we could do any longer than that first episode. It's like an that, hour that thirty. A, that was a pretty long episode. The episode was right with Ralph was pretty long too. So yeah, it was almost an hour thirty-two. Yeah, hour thirty as well too. Also, yeah. Um, God. So uh, welcome, guys. It's the uh, Trevor and Ian talk show, episode number five. We're halfway to double digits. Yes, five, as in the iPhone five, as in we'll talk about it later. Oh, iPhone. You you so crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. So where do we start this week? Um, I mean, we can only start with uh, what have we been consuming. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me. Um, I've been playing Borderlands 2. Still playing it. A lot more Borderlands 2. And, you know, I should be done with it by now, but I'm not because I've been taking my time and I've been waiting to play with certain people before I actually move further on in the game. That uh, that might start a podcast with you sometime soon, or um, I don't know if that I don't know. Like it, <laughs> certain people who are yeah, unreliable. I would have to let him in the house first. And certain former guest Tim Smith. I I don't know who you're referring to. Certain it, former guest Tim Smith. Tim Smith. What what manner of beast is this? Oh, the kind of procrastinating beast that you would hope he would be. Well, I mean. He actually got a job, so... Yeah, that dude was... To, uh, uh, he was unemployed for all of three days. How dare him. No, I, I'm not... I marvel at him. The dude, he was unemployed for three days and gets a job. Making probably decent money. He got a good job. Yeah, he... he it's the job he was talking money, yeah. about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's working for a, for a national chain. For a national cellular provider that we can't discuss the name of we, we won't talk about the name but he works at one of their call centers yeah um so yeah if if you have problems the, with the a ad, major company. major cellular company you may end up talking to timothy smith yeah the uh the major cellular company that reminds me of uh mechanical creatures found on hoth the ad <laughs> company uh <laughs> can't say any further um yeah, so Borderlands. I mean, it's good that you're taking your time with it, though, because I didn't think that you'd want to finish it that soon. Plus, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, in a way. Um, but at the same time, I know uh, next week, XCOM Enemy Unknown comes out for the Xbox 360 and the PC I and mean. possibly PlayStation 3. Um, it's that, a strategy game coming out huh. um, that I'm looking forward to. Is it more of an indie game? Because I don't even know if I've ever heard um, of it. It's, done, it's not an indie game. It's done by Firaxis, who do the Civilization games. Okay. Um, and then uh, they're being published by 2K. So something more geared towards a, a computer kind of release? Like yeah, it's, it's, more, it's, more for, it's more of a PC gamer kind of thing, but I hear the controls with a controller are awesome, and that's how they've been showing it off on the PC and the Xbox. So that's kind of like I'm that. looking forward to that. It's, they, I mean, I know they... <laughs> I never been like the the uh the, the RT right is it like a real time kind of situation? No, it's uh it's turn based strategy. Okay. Um so it's it's like the civilization games in that that aspect where uh you basically take turns. Um you, you basically play as a government group that's trying to find aliens um, that have landed on Earth oh. and you're trying to while well, you end up fighting them because you know, they're bad. Yeah. So, Aliens are always bad. Yeah. Us and our xenophobic video games. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't they all be E.T.? I would have killed E.T. to be perfectly honest. Yeah, E.T. was kind of weird. 
I'll, I'll settle so for weird. like a little strange. I'll settle for like Edgar, Edgar Wright's view of the future with Paul. I'll settle for Paul. <laughs> that, that was good. That wasn't a bad movie. I actually really yeah, like that movie. I like Paul. Oh, so what else? What's going on in your life? Right um, now? I watched a lot of TV shows this week. Yeah, you're uh, caught up on a lot of the the current shows. Yeah, uh, you told me I was wrong about the new normal. Yeah, I really hate to say it, because um, those trailers were god really awful, bad. awful. Yeah, they were horrible. But I'm actually enjoying it so far. Um, Justin Martha is really good in it, um, which which surprised me because he was kind of the guy that I wasn't really paying attention to. To be completely honest, because he's kind of the guy you don't pay attention to, and even The Hangover. Because thank you, he's well, not yeah, he was very that much of it. He was that fourth guy that kind of sets up the 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 plot. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of not good, and it was better when he wasn't in the movie. But yeah, you told me last night that he was in The Hangover. I can't think of anything else Justin Barth has been in. I know he, I know he has. Yeah, I mean, but... he's been in a lot of stuff. It's just not anything memorable. I'm looking at the IMDb page right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I'm interested now. But uh, the new normal, it's it's kind of charming, um, and it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. I mean, it definitely has its moments. Is it in line with the quirkier Ryan Murphy esque kind of yeah, shows? Definitely, and surprisingly, um, one of the best parts of that show is Nene Leaks, which. I had no hopes for going in because, I mean, she's one of the real housewives of some, one of those shows. She's one of those real housewives. One of shows. But she was on Celebrity Apprentice, and she didn't really impress me much on that. So I was kind of not looking forward to it. But she's really funny, actually, in, in the role as uh, the assistant to uh, one of the one of the guys in it. So Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was Justin Bartha the mentally handicapped kid in Geely? According to the Wikipedia page, I thought that was Justin Thoreau. I was awfully wrong. I apologize. Thoreau, Bartha, it's, you know, just the last name. And, What's and the Thoreau person. been in? Um, I know him from things. And I think he's just, written some books. Oh, wait, no, well, it's Henry David. He's um, was that a philosophy joke you yes, just threw at me? Yeah, yeah. God damn it. That was a good philosophy joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with you right now. Um, I try to be Thoreau. Oh, son of a bitch! Oh, yeah, we're, gonna end the, there. we're ending the podcast right now. I'm I'm walking out. Well, uh, guys, that's been seven <laughs> minutes of the Trevor and Ian talk show. Hey, we, it's five, funny because we said this was going to be the longest one and it ended up being the shortest. Yeah, well, you know, it, I actually meant to say five times shorter than. Most <laughs> yeah, that's of our seven episodes. minutes. That hits the seven minute mark. Yeah. Um, did you buy Cabin in the Woods yet? I haven't bought it yet. Um, I watched it in theaters. I really enjoyed it. Um, I. I it's one of the very few movies I've seen multiple times in theaters, and I, I, Cabin in the Woods was arguably one of my favorite movies of this year, and I, I know a lot of people aren't like super sold on it, but I really loved that movie. Uh, I just kind of without, I, obviously, I don't want to spoil too much because if you have seen it, you know that there's like major twists and whatnot, but uh. It's very imaginative, and it's really good because it takes the format of slasher flicks, and for lack of a better phrase, kind of turns it on its ear with air quotations. Yeah. Like, it takes such a major turn halfway through without without you know saying too much. I I think the best part of it though was seeing all the people from like the Whedon verse. Like Joss Whedon, yeah. Joss Whedon wrote, co-wrote and directed this movie with Drew Goddard, who did uh, Cloverfield, which is another film I really like. J.J. Abrams' uh, Cloverfield. But I, uh, I mean, obviously Whedon is one of our shared gods, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it, we all of Whedon's stuff is is amazing. He's never done anything um, bad. No, I, I at least I don't think so. Um, you like Dollhouse too? Yeah, I did like Dollhouse. Yeah. So that was Buffy, Angel, Firefly, and, and Dollhouse. Yeah, I mean, speaking of another one of his movies that I've that you were talking about, you've seen Cabin in the Woods multiple times in theaters. The last time I saw a movie multiple times in theaters was Serenity. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Well, it's I funny because three times in the theater, I watched the first couple episodes of Firefly. And then, I, and then that was back in like 02 when it was on and whatnot. And I went forward forward in time with my time machine in like 05 when Serenity came out. I was a freshman in high school. And that was, I know, he was rolling his eyes at me right now. Um, that was a, a, a big deal of a movie. Like it didn't, I mean, it was obviously big amongst fans of the show. Yeah, I thought it was really good closure, except in true Whedon form, you know, no one really makes it out with a happy ending. But yeah. uh Oh, especially Alan Tudyk. I'm so, if Alan Tudyk. If you're listening, man, that was that was a rough go for you, buddy. I apologize. Definitely was. Definitely was. Um, but then you got to be. Uh, oh, I can't spoil who he was on Dollhouse. Uh, I you got to be really cool on Dollhouse. That's all I'll say with that. <laughs> but um, I mean, I grew up being a really big Buffy fan, and um, and obviously Angel was a, a great follow up show, but. All in all, Whedon's work. This this just was an unbelievably good movie. This was an unbelievably good movie. I think I forgot an article in that sentence. Um, that you know, there's very few kind of imaginative films coming out this year. I well, we before the podcast we talked about Chronicle, which I thought was um fantastic. Uh, for a lack of a, a better qualifying word, it was amazing. Uh, that movie kind of should the, be the be-all, end-all in like found footage films, I think. Yeah, Chronicle was really well done. It had great actors in it. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was really good. I know. I know. From He was from also your, in the last two seasons of Friday Night Lights. I, you have the biggest boner for that show. That show's really good, and you need to watch it. Everybody, if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. Yeah, but this it. is the same guy who's trying to get me to watch Cougar Town. Like, Cougar Town is also a good show. <laughs> oh, God damn. Hey, I only recommend good shows here. This is true. This is so, true. You've, you've only recommended Stellar Podcasts, so. That's that's what I do. I recommend Stellar. Honestly, you could not have been more on the mark with my brother, my brother, uh, my brother, my brother, and me. On the Max the, Fun Network. The McElroy Brothers. God, the McElroy Brothers just make me so happy. That's, honestly, I, I listen to, to, to solely podcasts at work. I have a lot of music on my iPod. But for some reason, I work better with, like, people talking in the background. I work better with, with, with podcasts going. And uh, that one's always good. Like we, I mean, obviously, we talked about the Nerdist before and, and stuff like that. But MBMB uh, AM has been kind of like the one that I've been super excited about. That and the, the Smith podcast, any of the small cast stuff. Um, so, yeah, Cabin of the Woods, it's worth the buy. I'm, I'm telling, I mean, even if you run it on on demand or, or something, it throws some shillings its direction because it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a worth really it. Really good movie. I, I can't even ruin it. I, but I, the, like I said, the best part seeing people, um, who, who from the Whedon verse, like Amy Acker and Franz Kranz, or, uh, from, from Dollhouse and, um, Oh, who else made an appearance from from the Whedon verse? I'm trying to think of anybody in there's, particular. There's someone else that I got rid of. Yeah, I know. I know there. Alan Tudyk didn't show up. No. Um, I, it's it's. I'm blanking, but there's. I got to so. watch it again. Yeah, I, I actually. 
next paycheck I might go buy that just because that's it's worth the own it's such a good movie to yeah, have in the collection really that's good. one of those it good was really ones. something that I was surprised that's one of those um, ones that you and, it was, and the dialogue was all written like in any Whedon oh god yeah Whedon very very fast and, and quippy yeah. and he's like the Gilmore Girls of sci-fi like come on that's a stellar reference you get what I'm talking about don't shake your head at me he's shaking I, his head at me breaking the fourth wall by telling them uh, of your disappointment. How, how dare you? Um, yeah. They depend on me to be on board. You're never on board. No, that's true. I gave you shit for Cougar Town. I suppose I deserve a Yeah, you do, because Cougar Town's Town. a good show. Okay? You and Ralph. All Big Carl. About. Big Carl, all the way. Oh, man. So, uh, what else? Anything in music? Finally listen to that uh, Killers record. Yeah, listen to the about. Killers record. Um, I like some of the songs off there. Um, you should like the whole thing. It's a good record. It's not bad. I'm judging you for not liking the whole thing. I, I mean, I, well, I like you know, it. I'm actually really impressed because you know, not that you're a naysayer, not that you 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 don't actually write anything off. You're you're pretty willing to to check out most stuff I talk about, but um, that's not really in your wheelhouse of stuff that you normally like. So I'm glad kind of some of it stuck in 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 your uh, crawl. That's not the right phrase to use, um, but I uh, because of, because of that beer, I'm baby. gonna you know, you, mother. I still have a goatee. Okay. Yes, yes. Now you're just a, some beard that I used to know. It's a goatee. Hey, that was a horrible. Oh god, I'm that so was, disgusted with was, myself right now. I'm bad. so disgusted with myself. Okay, and now at 14 minutes we're gonna end this. Podcast 14 minutes. And, Ian has slit yeah. his wrists. Um, and is using the blood to write the lyrics to somebody that I used I, to know. I really wish he would have went into the bathtub first because <laughs> it's bleeding be all mess. And I'm covering your room in blood. There's white walls in this room. It's man. And that Shyamalan uh, twist. I've been a ghost this whole time. Oh man, you've been oh, associated man. with a ghost. How does that feel? Uh, it's chilling. That's chilling. <laughs> Boo! That was me booing you, not as a ghost. That was a ghost booing you <laughs> for being terrible. Uh, oh, okay. I'm stealing the spotlight. Um, oh no, I did want to say on your recommendation, I will check out that Fozzie record though. I know you should. I will. Fozzie record's really good. I will. Um, I'll give Jared anybody that likes time. metal. The new Fozzie record is their best record yet, and it's definitely serious metal. Did like, you talk about it on the the very the very inaugural yeah, podcast? I think so yeah. Yeah, it, it was. It's a really good CD, and anybody like I've been listening to it more and more, and probably right now my favorite song on it is "Dark Passenger." Okay, um, but it's it's a really good CD. Well, I've been I've been going back and um, right now I, I've been kind of revisiting some stuff. Uh, I think I was last week too. There's a couple new things I'm checking out. But I'll get to that in a second. Um, I'm having a resurgence of love for Incubus. I don't know. I passed them up for a while. I've liked them over the course of the years, like, you know, some singles, but now I'm, like, really just checking out the back catalog. Dudes are super talented. Like, they're uh, fantastic musicians. I mean... Well, it, it's it's probably... You're coming back into it now because you have a drive to be stellar. So... It was nice to know you. You wish they were here. It was nice to know you. I'm leaving. This is your warning. Something about... I'm, dr- I'm going to drive away. I'm going to drive away. And I might just throw some light grenades at you. Oh, God, I hated that song. Uh, something about Anna Molly. You're digging a hole for yourself. Oh, 
Now you're throwing deep cuts at me. Um, Not as deep as the one you used on your wrist, but you know. Yes. Uh, no, I, I've been going back and... Uh, yes, that was about a minute and a half of puns of Incubus song titles. Um, no, I, I, right now, my, I ha, for some reason, uh, Make Yourself hasn't left my car for like a week now. That was a good CD. It's a good record. M- Morning View, Make Yourself, and even earlier, like Science, when... They were strictly like pretty aggressive funk. Like a lot. I mean, their bass player is fantastic. I mean, I, I their think drummer's unbelievable. I think definitely out of all their stuff, "Make Yourself" is probably my favorite album. I think "Morning View." I gotta go with "Morning View." I like that one too. "Make Yourself" is aggressive. Like it's yeah. it's a really good record. But it's cool. Like they pepper in in between, you know, really heavy songs and really aggressive lyrics. You got songs like "Stellar," which is a pretty sweet song. You know, sweet is in you know, it's a cute song. Yeah, yeah. But um. Very atmospheric. Like, I love how that plays out. Like, you know, the whole space concept. Just, like, mm-hmm. it, it really comes out in that song. But then in the middle of it, you got, like, Drive, which is kind of like a real stripped-down track amongst really heavy mix songs. Like, you know, DJ uh, Jazzy Jeff. I don't know who their DJ's name is, but he's uh, un- unbelievable. I mean, they they have really... Fam- I mean, you, you can't fault a man that made Summertime. I'm just gonna... That's a moment of silence. Somewhere, a military band is playing taps for a fallen soldier because of that joke. It's not Trevor as bad hates as our the troops. Joke you had earlier. Trevor hates our troops. Mm. So, yeah, Incubus is something I'm on right now. Um, uh, you know, going back in the Deftones, good band, like uh, in general. They, I, they've, I don't think they've ever let me down. A couple years ago, they had that Saturday Night Wrist record that was only okay, but like the band that brought us like Adrenaline, Around the Fur, White Pony, uh, uh, and more recently that Diamond Eyes record from two years back, uh, fantastic! Holy shit, that record's good. Um, they just don't disappoint. They're just a band that is is consistently kind of reinventing themselves for the better. They never kind of rest on their laurels. So I always enjoy them when they got something else coming out. And it's cool that they're um, he's pointing at your nipple. Um, he's pointing at my face on his shirt because he wears our shirt when we do the podcast. It's very narcissistic. Um, I I I feel like the Deftones are gonna be my gateway into finally checking out the band Tool. I've always wanted to listen to them and I like the radio stuff and I respect them as musicians because they are, you know, I mean, pretty much geniuses, but I've just never, you know, sat down and listened to a record. I feel like it's time that I actually sat down and listened to Tool and kind of got into them a little bit. I like Tool a lot. I mean, it's been a long time since I've listened to them, so I can't really point out. But you have a tour in the middle pass or in general like that. A little bit, yeah. Listen to a lot of aggressive shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on like the... A lot of that stuff. The complete other side of the spectrum, uh, I, I talked a little bit, at least I think, about Amanda Palmer's new record, um, Theater is Evil. And I finally got it uh, in the mail last Thursday? I think it was Thursday. It, um, it's, it's, I mean, the, she, she started out in the Dresden Dolls which were a fantastic band they've done they did had about three two studio releases and a collection of b-sides and rarities uh, maybe and then a couple like lp kind of things and then she did a, a solo record with ben folds producing in 08 called who called amanda palmer and then she took like a, a big gap of time she had an lp out a couple years ago or an ep a couple years ago um and then 
this past month she dropped theater is evil it is mind-blowingly good she she did it it's made entirely with crowdsourced funds she raised uh, like like somewhere along the lines of, of a little over a mil on kickstarter and made this project and um she had these four guys that they're called the grand theft orchestra and it is it's just not it's for fans of her you know that she kind of has a lot of melancholy lyrics and it's a lot of dark tones but this record doesn't skimp on the dark tones but they're done in really upbeat stuff she actually kind of settles for some synthy tones and i it's it's interesting in the same respect as i said the killers are at their best when they strip down a song because they've done it for so long amanda palmer throwing in these synthy lines was actually kind of a, a welcome sound because it's completely different than anything she's ever done before um I, I recommend this record. I, I don't give five out of five a lot, so I'll say this is this is definitely as a whole a four and a half out of five. It's on. It's a fantastic record. Um, which leading me into uh, releases this week, I got two in general that I want to talk about. Um, I haven't listened to the new Mumford and Sons record yet, but I'm a big fan of Sino Moore, their last record. I think we talked about them last week. Yeah. Uh, their new record, I, th- I think it's called Babel, just dropped this week. And um, they had a single out for the last month or so called I Will Wait. Uh, very standard fare for Mumford and Sons, but I've been hearing unbelievably fantastic things about this record that it's it's a it's very much the same but improved on the old sound. So I'm interested to hear it. I think I I always liked them. I know we had the talk last week, they weren't really your cup of tea. I mean you liked some of the stuff but it wasn't yeah, really like Yeah. It, but the rest of it was a little too kinda down like downbeat yeah. for you. You like a lot of upbeat shit. Yeah, that, I, I like a lot more upbeat stuff. Uh, sure. and, and but I'm I've heard this record's really good. I I need to check it out. That'll probably be what I've what I've done tonight. Um, and no doubt, put out another record this week. Is there, oh, first... is, is there an actual full record out this week? Yeah, because uh, they've had that single out for a couple months. The, I think the record is called Push and Shove. I, I that's at least what iTunes is telling me. So hopefully they're not wrong. But um, it's all four original members: Tony, Adrian, uh, member I don't know, and um. <laughs> and Gwen. Uh, I'm blanking on the other dude's name. I used to know it. Um, the single, I while I enjoyed it, I feel like they're trying to capture something that once was. They're trying to recapture Tragic Kingdom. Oh, yeah, in a, in a massive way. And here's my issue. Tragic Kingdom, everyone jams on that record. And it's good. It is... It is one of one of the defining records of the '90s. It's such a good record, you know. Spiderwebs and Just a Girl. That whole record is 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 fantastic. A lot of people kind of shit on Return of Saturn. I really there's a couple really good songs off there, which that was like, uh, I think '98. Tragic Kingdom was like '96. That was like '98. Mm-hmm. I, I know I was I was I was eight when that record came out, so that was '98. Roll your eyes at me again, asshole. Um, and uh, then. In 01, they put out... 01, 02, they put out Rock Rocksteady was yeah. the record. Then they kind of went for a more reggaeton kind of mm. sound. Um, and the whole premise behind the record was like their marketing campaign was like, this is the death of Ska or whatnot. And that bums me out because I'm a big fan of Ska. But that record has some jams on it too. I liked Hella Good and, and, and all that stuff. And sad fact about me... 
Well, yeah, obviously, they, they split after that. They never officially yeah. broke up, I don't think. Tony went on to produce a bunch of records, namely a bunch of stuff for Pink. He did, um, he, in her video, I think it was 08, she had a video for the song Funhouse, that he was actually in the video for it. And he's been a producer for a while. And then Tony... And then, well, Gwen just went bananas. The, the shit was, and she did. And Tony pro- it was a co-producer on that record. Oh, uh, Andre that. 3000 from Outkast was on it. In fact, um, I'm going to out myself right now on something fierce. Love Angel Music Baby, her first solo record out. I really like that CD. I like that CD a lot. I'm not going to lie. There was some some really poppy goodness on that record. Uh, and she took that song from fucking Fiddler on the Roof and, 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 made, a, and made that comeback track with her and um, Eve? Um, Paul, er, Rich Girl was her and Eve I want to say possibly I could do research but I just don't feel like it yeah, yeah. Um, uh, back Girl aside uh, they had that song she had that song Cool on there that was about her relationship with, with Tony um, even though she was at the time still I mean well she's still married to Gavin Rosdale I'm pretty sure from Bush who they get flack and they're kind of like a, a joked about band, but I, I really, I mean, as far as '90s bands go, I, I, Bush was really good. I don't really listen to a lot of Bush. So. Uh, even outside of the single stuff, I mean, I really like Swallowed and um, Come Down. Glycerine's always, you know, a staple of of my sad CD mixes. Um, and Machine Head. From uh, the Fear soundtrack, I think, uh, uh, a completely underrated movie, the the Mark Wahlberg, um, Reese Witherspoon, William Peterson, Fear. I remember the movie. I've never actually seen it, but it's actually a pretty good movie. Um, yeah, that that. So so back on on track with the No Doubt thing. They took Gwen had two solo CDs. And Adrian, their drummer, went to do some other stuff. But uh, they, what, so 01, they haven't had a record in 11 years. This this has been, like, the 11-year mark since they, they had a record out. Because um, Rocksteady, I'm pretty sure, mm. was 01. Um, Sounds right. Yeah, yeah, they caused 9-11 with that record. Um, yeah, well, um, you heard it first here, folks. No doubt caused 9-11. Uh, no doubt about that. <laughs> Oh, Trevor's my hollaback girl. I don't know what that means. That's probably something really gay. Uh, yeah, you look really perturbed that I said that. Um, yeah, so so push and shove. I the single's good, but it does feel like they're trying to capture some magic, and and it's kind of weird because she went on to become kind of a post post no doubt she became this fashion icon, and she did videos like "What You Waiting For" with that really cool Alice in Wonderland theme. That's a that's a really good dance jam. Like it's a really good song in general. Um, she kind of became a fashionista, and she enslaved those those tiny Korean girls, the Harajuku girls. They're probably Japanese. I'm just being weirdly racist. Um, and uh, she they were her slaves. So um, you heard first here, Gwen Stefani had uh, tiny Japanese slaves. Um, I yeah. But then you know when they first reformed no doubt she started dressing like she used to with like the suspenders and the striped stuff like it was kind of like the rebirth of their ska movement but a they're not good at ska anymore and and b she went from being like this fashion icon to trying to dress like she did in 1996 like i'm shocked she didn't put like the dot on her forehead again and try to go (laughs) back out and and it's you know, as much as I love them, I, I just don't fathom myself enjoying this record as a whole. I don't think. 
I'll give it a yeah. chance, but yeah, I, mean, I, I have a feeling. Listen to it and see. We're gonna say it's. I, gonna be, I mean, I really like Tragic Kingdom, but God, it's great. It is a fantastic record. I mean, it's even like Don't Speak, which is over overplayed to say the least. I mean, still to this day, kind of overplayed, but it's a good fucking song. Like it, there's something to be said for them. So I'll hold out hope that this record is gonna be something you know really good, but. Uh, but I the the last music thing I really want to talk about, which I'm really excited about, is um, Tegan and Sarah, a uh, their uh, uh, sister twin sister duo from uh, Canada, dropped a new single this week called Closer. I am a, a huge Tegan and Sarah fan. Their last record was 09 Sainthood, and it it was un unbelievably good. And before that, 07 they had out the CD called The Con. That that just two records that are just fantastic, just crafted beautifully. They're quirky in their own right and way, but all in all, they're they're really good. I mean, they transcend pop per se, but you know they're not necessarily a rock record. But those girl and they're mus fantastic musicians. They're fantastic songwriters and. It's folksy in a lot of ways, but they're so good. It's, but this new single kind of caught me off guard because it's really dancey. It's like real upbeat, real real poppy, kind of some thumping techno kind of going on in there. But um, I'm looking forward to the whole city. Although I, I will say this, they're from Canada, and the cover of the new single really looks like they're they're like a more lesbian Justin Bieber. Like the sing the the cover of the single looks a little awkward. But then again, Justin Bieber's kind of the more lesbian Justin Bieber. Yeah, he's he's pretty much a lesbo. Just throwing it out there. I'm okay with that. Like, I don't mind. I, But here's the thing. I apologize for a lot of pop acts. I'm a fan of pop in general. There is such thing as a good... Like, I will... I will vouch for Taylor Swift, except for that new fucking single. That that is terrible. I know how you Bad feel stuff. about... I know how you feel about Taylor Swift. Uh, but, um... In certain parts of her extremities. Uh... God damn it, Justin Bieber. I have not found that thing that makes me be believe he's a credible human being, let alone a musician. Like, Just waiting for that bubble to burst. Just waiting for him to have his, you know, like the crazy Jonas Brothers. Britney Spears At least the Jonas Brothers played you know? instruments. Yeah. At least those guys could carry on, like, an interview. Like, you should, uh, and it bums me out because I want Selena Gomez. <laughs> and I'll never have her because of Justin Bieber and because I'm from Ohio and because <laughs> I look the way I do. <laughs> mm. It just, the whole Justin Bieber thing, I thought it would be over by now. I really did. Well, I mean, if, uh, Jonas Brothers got three think, solid yeah. years. Yeah, you would think, you know, he would be more of a flash in the pan. Um, no, I knew, the I knew there was fucking staying up. power. I mean, in the same respect, you could say that about Taylor. I mean, country stars kind of have a longer shelf life, I suppose. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Especially notable country stars, because, I mean, yeah. people still talk about fucking Garth Brooks. Like, yeah, which is unfortunate. But hey, I never had a huge issue with him. At least, I mean... No, with him I personally, I just don't like country music at all. I know. I think it's terrible. Like I said, when it comes to country, I'm more of a folk fan, you know, as far as... I like a lot of the early country. I, I mean, it's cliche to say Johnny Cash, but I really do love Johnny Cash. Um... <laughs> And especially those guys, I got a weird thing for banjo. I don't know what that's about. Steel guitar too. I love me. If I can, I mean, one of my goals in life is to own a lap steel guitar. I, if you could, if someone, one of our listeners will send me a lap steel, I'll, I'll give out my address on the podcast. I, 
I don't think you need to buy him a lap steel guitar. Oh. However, if you wish to buy me an iPad, I would be. Okay oh, with that. blow me! Actually, I'm if you want to send us both iPads, we'll, we'll gladly accept <laughs> iPads. That's a good idea, Trevor. I want those iPads. <laughs> um, Dad, that's a good segue into uh, into well, tech talk that I have no idea about, but I've done I've done the research on this one. So, the iPhone five dropped Friday, right? This past Friday. Yep, it was on Friday. Yeah. Um. And people are bitching. Uh, Shocker. And shockingly, this is not going to be about the map situation, because I could care less. Folks, before we go in to to any of this, their phones. Their phones. I have an iPhone. I'm not going to lie. Trevor's got this pretty pretty beast Windows phone with a really nice screen that I want to smash with a hammer, because he shouldn't have nice things that I don't. Uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. I love you. I'm kidding. But... Their phones, like I, I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't get. I can, I why. can understand people being more upset about maps if they use it daily yeah. for GPS. What I don't get the most um, is just. F- but I'm sure, I'm sure on the Apple Store, there's a Google Maps app. I just something. don't jam on the whole brand loyalty thing. I guess, like I just don't, I just don't people, get it. Like. The reason the reason the iPhone 5 sold a lot is because it's called the iPhone and it's made by Apple. If I it, could buy that. If it was made by anybody else, it's not a huge at least to me it doesn't seem like a huge incremental change. Yeah. Like if if I were going to go buy an iPhone right now, I would go buy an iPhone 4 because they're probably cheaper now. I have and, that, I have that 4S. Yeah, yeah. The 4S is the one previous to the iPhone 5. I, I bought it last year. And granted you, hey, that's not to say I don't love it. I, I, I absolutely adore my phone, but it's a phone. Like, yeah. it, okay, I was telling Trevor before I have, you know, my iPhone, I had an Altel flip phone for about four years of my life to the point where my my battery had swollen on the inside to where they said if I would have used it for another month, it would have exploded in my pocket. <laughs> yes, that was sexual. Um... I just, I just don't get, I just don't get, okay, I, I can understand brand loyalty. Uh, let's go one step further. I don't understand the fandom. It's, the fandom is the internet. I mean, that's, that's pretty much how well, it goes. Well, why does it get to even, be the superior if, phone? If you don't even go with phones, if you go with, like, game systems, like, there's your Microsoft Xbox 360 fanboys, that's your Sony PlayStation ha- fanboys. A lot of people. And then, you know... The few Nintendo fanboys that are left. A lot um, of people. Okay, I, you know what? You know what? I I guess I. But no, no matter no matter what what it is, there's always going to be fanboys that are like your thing sucks without even ever trying. Well, it. I suppose yeah. I've incriminated myself because I've said that I really like the PS3 and whatnot. But I mean, I love Xbox in general. But I I have a lot of friends who are quote unquote hardcore gamers who will tell me that PS3 is not good for for you know. That's not a hardcore gaming engine, or the Xbox 360 users only play it for like Call of Duty or or whatnot. And I think the true hardcore gaming badasses are PC, because I don't like PC games because I don't get the controls, and those people are like fucking wizards to me. Like, <laughs> if you jam on a PC game, I will fucking I will worship your Zoo Tycoon. Yeah bringing out the old school Zoo guns. Tycoon. I, I want to play some Zoo Tycoon right now. Maybe some Sim, Sim City 3000. Credit, build up a giant building, hit it Sim with a tornado. City. They're coming out with a new Sim City. Playing God. Uh, next year. It looks really good. I'm looking forward it's to that game, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Uh, Sim City 4 came out quite a while ago. Um, but the iPhone, 
Um, the thing people were really complaining yeah, about, this caught me off guard. which is really stupid, at least to me, is that it's too light. Yeah. The iPhone 5 is too light. But wasn't that, like, the, the big deal for people? Like, they wanted the lighter phone? Yeah. Like, I have... And even if they're complaining if it's light, folks, OtterBoxes are fucking heavy. And if in this day and age, if you don't have an OtterBox on your phone or or some type of, of, of protective covering, you are a moron. Like, simply a moron. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. Like, come on. Oh, God. I feel bad. Trevor Trevor doesn't... I didn't know he didn't have a cover on his phone. Well, you know what? I... I don't feel covers are necessary if you don't drop your phone. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't draw mine frequently. It's just I know that I have the capability of doing it. Yeah, but I have a tendency to you know sit it between my like legs while I'm driving or whatnot. That doesn't seem safe. And I'll forget that it's there, and I'll get out, and it'll fall on the ground. Which hey, my my trusty uh my trusty OtterBox. <laughs> I just okay. So they're complaining about the the weight, the right? The weight. They a lot of people online are just saying it's too light. It's and its main competitor for the time being is what the the phone's main competitor is the Galaxy Three from Samsung, right? Yeah. Now, my brother, my younger brother, Taylor, bought uh, a Galaxy Three the other day, and I'll say this, dude: the screen looks fantastic. I really do love like. Like I said, open source, kind of a lot more going on with it. Kind of, I like my clear-cut path because lots of buttons gives me aneurysm face. Um, but uh, aneurysm face, trademark Ian. Um, well, trademark science, I suppose. Uh, just, yeah, like, it, it's longer. Like, it looks like more of a pain in the ass to put in your pocket. And it, yeah. I've looked up the tech specs... Tex-Mex specs. I, I let's say that five times fast. Um, the Galaxy Three weight is 133 grams, and the iPhone Five weight is like 112 grams, and it's not like a a huge difference. Like you could probably tell the difference more if you had them both in your hand. I'm sure. Um, well, I think the weight from the I, Galaxy I just because it's, it's longer. I think people think it's cheap. Or it feels cheap. It's definitely not cheap that they're doing it this way and making it lighter. Like that's like complaining. Some of the some of the stupid arguments online is, oh, it's lighter, so if I drop it, it's gonna more easily break. No, it's not. It's called (laughs) gravity. If it's heavier, it's gonna have more force when it hits the ground, and it's gonna break more easily. But I, uh, I just don't get. It's just why that's a point of contention. I mean, maybe they should complain that it's not a lot different than that's, the that's last what iPhone. I would think would be the complaint. Now, I've done the iOS six update, and I, I like it. I do. I, uh, I, there's a few differences before we get into this. I, I asked something I wanted to talk about was the a few of the differences. Podcasts are no longer part of iTunes. They're a separate app. You download the app. Uh, YouTube has a new app, which is funny because in my in my work page, my my folder for my apps for you know shit that I listen to at work, like you know every now and then YouTube or, or podcast. I was trying to figure out what was gone from it, and it took me all of like a day and a half to remember. Yeah, YouTube is a thing. Like I forgot about it. But the new YouTube app is fantastic because all the stuff you can do from a desktop YouTube, you can do on the mobile app, which is great because you should not be able to access like control panels and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Um, 
I'm sure it's taking up way more gig space than than the last app. But uh, the podcast app's pretty badass. You can auto-subscribe, which leads me into my next topic. Folks, we're a lot easier to... If you have the iOS 6 update, we're a lot easier to find and a lot easier to download and a lot easier to subscribe to. And there's also the Stitcher app that you can oh, get yeah. on the iPhone and the Android, which you can download and just stream as well as subscribe to the podcast. You can stream off the, the podcast app. I'm really I really like this podcast app. Yeah. Yeah, the Stitcher thing's pretty cool. Yeah. Though. I've never it's, used Stitcher. It's nice so. being on Stitcher. Stitcher I think is more for more for our Android users. And for, for people who just don't download a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I, I'm disenfranchised with podcasts right now just because I'm getting kind of burnt out by what's, you know, there's so much stuff out there right now. Except for what we're creating. I like what we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, what we're doing is way better. You should I, I, it just kind of blows. subscribing. Tell your friends. I, I always feel so narcissistic because the day after when we when we launch these, I always kind of go and um, I was kind of go and, and check out what it sounds like. And then I kind of get caught up in, you know, what we talked about. So I'll listen to 20 minutes of my own voice and then realize I'm listening to 20 minutes of my own voice. And then <laughs> I get really frustrated with myself because I like that is fucking terrible. That's pretty bad sir but it you know I, i've liked every episode so far yeah yeah i've we've had a lot of good pos- positive feedback um and we're we're doing more um which we'll get into a little bit later i'll talk about that oh later. yeah yeah you got some new stuff yeah some of that new shit going on yeah well we'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast today um we can have water on time right now uh 40 minutes that's not bad 40 minutes, might be able to so. hit our hour mark today I don't know. I don't know. We got we got a big thing to talk about. There was an event last Sunday. Oh, um, comes around once a year. Pops up, says hello. It's called the Emmys. Um, and uh, I'm gonna look up the list of winners. What a good show! I actually you ch- you watched it, right? Uh, part of it. Part of it. I did watch a little bit of the Emmys. I'm look up the winners. Get off my screen, Justin Bartha. Yeah, I know Homeland. Your your Homeland show won, won a, a lot of stuff. Um, Homeland is an excellent show, um, which season two premieres on Sunday. And if you have Showtime, you should absolutely watch it. And for those that aren't sure whether they'll like it right now, whether you have Showtime or not, actually, uh, if you have Comcast, you can watch the first two episodes for free on demand. Um, whether or not you're subscribed to Showtime. So if you haven't watched Homeland, definitely check out the first two episodes, see if you like it. If you like it and you don't want to subscribe to Showtime, subscribe to it on iTunes by by the episode or, you know, find other other means to get a hold of it. iTunes is doing good things in this world. Yeah. And by other means, you you mean legally obtaining. By oh, other... absolutely. Absolutely. I would never advocate not legally obtaining it. By some sort of Bay of Pirates or something of that nature. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you know, there used to be a really satanic place called Demonoid, but uh, they kind of... <laughs> they got shut down. <laughs> it happens, you know. They, you know... Buffy got called. It was a thing. Boo! Oh, so, Modern Family got best comedy series. So yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's run down the list here. So we, I have the list. I have uh, we got supporting actor in a comedy series. Eric Stone Street won for Modern Family. Um, Eric Stone Street is Cam. Uh, 
um, which four different people from Modern Family <laughs> were nominated for that award, um, along with uh, Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live and Max Greenfield from New Girl. Um, I'd like to see Jake Johnson win some stuff because he he was he's from New Girl, but he was on he kind of plays the angry dude on New Girl, but yeah, he was in Safety Not Guaranteed, the Mark Plus film. He's really good. I want to see him in more stuff because he's he's really really good. You're looking at the list, still looking at the list right now. Yeah, um, writing for a comedy series. Um, Modern Family. No, oh. uh, Louis actually okay. won that one um, for the episode Pregnant. Louis is a really good show. It is. Like, no, I, I really like Louis a lot. I've liked his last show too. Lucky Louis that was on HBO. Yeah, it was really like good. Too, it was yeah. really good. But his his new show is definitely way better than than what that was. Well, that um, show being on, HBO, but the, the the HBO one was more of a sitcom, which was kind of yeah. weird for HBO. It was kind of kind of out of their norm because they don't really do sitcoms in in the traditional way uh, like that. And I but Louis taken off really well, and uh, that's just another one of the great shows on FX. Oh um, shit! Mad Men lost out. Yeah, um, supporting actress in a comedy series, Julie Bowen, one for Modern Family. Um, she beat out Miami Alec for Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I love Amy Farrakhan. Um, Catherine Houston from Desperate Housewives. Sophia Vergara, also Modern, Modern Family. Family. Uh, Merritt uh, Weaver from uh, Nurse Jackie. And Kristen Wiig from Saturday Night Live. In her last year of Saturday Night Live. Stone Street's a type of... Oh, yeah. Um... Kathy Bates won for guest actress in a comedy series for Two and a Half Men. Um, don't oh, really watch fuck. Two and a Half Men, so Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates is why well, couldn't she have just Bates. like hobbled John Cryer misery style? <laughs> I like that movie. Um, Game Change won best miniseries. Yeah, That's which good. it was good. I, I haven't seen that, but Luther was also nominated for that category. Oh, so you feel and I bad? Was, yeah, I was. Because I was your, disappointed. Your, uh, your the year prior, it did win though. Homeboy Idris Elba. Yeah, Luther's an excellent show. I know I say it every week, but uh, Jimmy Fallon won for guest actor in a comedy series uh, for Saturday Night Live. What? Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Wait. What did he win? Why would he win for Saturday Night Live? He hasn't been on there since like 2000. Guest. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Guest. Get um, off my dick, woman. Steve Levitin won for Modern Family for directing for a comedy series. Yeah, that dude knocks it out of the park with most stuff he does. Um, and then lead actor in a comedy series, John Cryer for Two and a Half Men. He won? He won. I was really surprised Listen, at that. I like I like Cryer as much as the next person. I like Cryer. But when um, you have like Ty Burrell and, and Yeah. Who who, well, okay, who these, these are the nominees. Good. Jim Parsons from the Big Bang Theater. Okay. You got Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You have Don Don Cheadle for House of Lies. It's you a have comedy series? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. Um The Cheeds. We got Louis C.K. from Louis. Which Are you shitting me? I really think Louis should have beat him out on that. Um, okay, wait. Louis C.K. lost to fucking John Cryer. Yes. Louis okay. C.K. Well, that's kind of like what was it two two years ago that and I I love Jim Parsons. I think Jim yeah. Parsons is fantastic. Well, Jim Parsons beat out um, uh, Steve Carell. Yeah, when when Steve Crow was up for his final season of The Office, when he gave some of the best performances of and once yeah, again, I'm not a Steve Crow fan. It was bullshit then, and it's bullshit now. 
Yeah, I agree. Lucy K definitely deserved the the award this year. Um, I mean, I, I haven't seen who this, won Best this past season of Larry Larry blah, Larry David show Curb Your Enthusiasm, but uh, Maggie Smith won for Downton Abbey. Um, lead actress in a comedy series, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. That's what you told me. Um, she Veep. won for Veep, um, which is kind of kind of surprising too because she was well, up against uh, Lena yeah. Dunham for Girls, Girls, which I really did not enjoy that show. I've heard it got better. Like, did you? How much I'm, of it did you watch? I watched the first episode, and I, just, I hated Judd it. Judd Apatow joint? Did he have something? I think so. Yeah, I hated that first episode. I, though. I heard it got better. I really, I've, I've heard it's, it's really good. I just never really checked out the, the show as a whole because I don't have, I don't have HBO yeah. anymore. Um, but also nominated Melissa McCarthy for Mike and Molly, which she's great. Um, but that I have a weird you know, crush that shows on your her. standard. She's, Comedy fair, I think. She was so good in Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yeah. I mean, anything she does, I, I I enjoy her. And she did. Um, and she did win for that show a couple years ago. Well, she was in. Uh, she was one of the early guests of last season of Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. and that episode was particularly funny. She's an incredibly talented person. Like I I absolutely adore her. She's just I don't know. I, I like funny women in general she just there's something to be said about about her sense of humor um she she also too. beat out uh zoe deschanel for new girl yeah. which is understandable i like new girl i like zoe yeah deschanel too as well i mean i know she gets a lot of flack for the whole adorkable thing but i think she's great but yeah, her but... emily blunt katie perry um katie featherston from i uh, i Oh Jesus Christ! Um, put the paranormal activity and all the Orin Pelly kind of stuff. They're all the same person. Emily Blunt, Katy Perry, and uh, <laughs> and her and Zoe Deschanel are all the same person. <laughs> um, they also beat out. Uh, she also beat out Edie Falco for New- Nurse Jackie, which I've never seen. Okay, I watched the first season of Nurse Jackie, and it, while it is, um, it, it's it's a really good show. I mean, it's fantastic. I lo- I've loved Edie Falco since the Sopranos days. But my issue being is it's not a particularly comedic show. Like, it's darker than it is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Amy Poehler for Parks and Recreation, which... She should have won. Which was very disappointing for me, because that last season of Parks and Rec was their best season. Definitely. And I mean, yeah, that's season the, three was really well done, too, but season four show, was definitely better. That's the little show that fucking could... Because, like, it gets like okay. Two years ago, I think it was two years ago. It was a it was a mid season pickup. Yeah, like, it was a yeah. It started in January after and all you, the and they weren't sure whether they were going to keep it around. But then it wasn't a replacement for for when community put community on break and they yeah they I think put so, Parks and Rec on like that yeah. And it was like it was completely on the chopping block yeah. like. And now it's one of the highest rated shows on TV, and everyone does a fantastic job on there. Like we talked about last night, Nick Offerman is one of the funniest human beings on the face of this earth. Right yeah, now. he's he's really good in that role as Ron Swanson. And and Aubrey Aubrey Plaza, and I love Chris Pratt. Yeah, and um, Chris Pratt was also pretty good in uh, Moneyball. He was mm-hmm. in that movie this year. You see Five Year Engagement. Yeah, Chris Pratt and that. that yeah. Chris Pratt and Allison Brie. Um, spoiler alert: end up together in that, but that's like early on in the film. Plus um, Jason Siegel, who I and who, she, whom I adore. She, uh, she also beat out Tina Fey uh, for Thirty Rock. That's who 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 won again? I'm so disenfranchised. Julia Louise Dreyfus for Veep, which I haven't seen Veep, so I can't. Really... It can't be that good though. Yeah, I'm, it's a. Uh... 
I'm just gonna skip past the reality stuff. What one? No, I want to know that one for the reality stuff. Amazing Race won reality competition program. Yeah, you know how I feel. The um, only reality show that I, two reality shows that I will watch the shit out of, are um, Intervention and Hoarders, and that's because I hate myself. And Tom Bergeron, Tom Bergeron won for hosting Dancing with the Stars. God damn it, that fucking show. Best supporting actor in a drama series. Aaron Paul, Breaking Bad. He won. He won. Because I, I actually was watching the old videos of uh, of his of his win from a couple years ago, and nobody's ever been more grateful. I mean, he gets to work with Cranston, and Cranston is a really genuinely like lovable guy. I. Mm-hmm. I absolutely. I mean, like I said, I'm in. I'm almost done with season two of Breaking Bad, and I couldn't think any higher of Aaron Paul if I wanted to. Like, he's, he's really good in that show, and he shows a lot of depth. Um, he he's both funny and serious at the same time, and he's he's just great in that role. I do want to see the death of Badger, though. I really hope that's coming soon because <laughs> I Badger is my least like character on that. I mean, he's ancillary. It's not really like a, a big. It deal. It wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then for uh, writing uh, for a drama series, um, Alex Ganza, Howard Gordon, and Gideon Raff won for Homeland, um, which Ralph, is an excellent show. Ralph has been jamming on that show for the longest fucking time. Yeah, it's an excellent show, and like I said earlier, you guys should check it out. Um, the Chicken Lady won Best Supporting Actor Maggie for the Smith. Drama Series. Um, please, Maggie Smith. Please. For Downton Abbey. Please. Minerva McGonagall won for being the best cat she possibly could. <laughs> she is the best cat ever. I love right. Lisa Maggie Smith. Uh, Martha Plimpton yeah. won for guest actress in a drama series. I was for the Good Wife. I was wasn't I using her when we were playing Trivial Pursuit for anything I didn't know. I was saying Martha Plimpton the other I night. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I, I think right now she's too busy raising hope. Um, and a uh, guest actor in a drama series, um, Jeremy Davies in Justified. He was... Uh, Yo, he was... Uh, yeah, Daniel Fair. I didn't know he was on Justified. A, it, a guest role. I don't care. But, yeah, He was in Justified. What was the other thing you said? He was on... Oh, Justified and Lost. That was... Yeah. Like, yeah, Daniel Faraday. Uh, oh, damn. I just remember what happened in the 60s in a Lost, and I just got really sad real fast. <laughs> um... Boardwalk Empire won for directing in the drama series. Mm, uh, Tim Van Patten. Boardwalk Empire. Um, uh, I watched the first season of that show. I really liked it. And then I uh, I got rid of HBO and I forgot that was a show. <laughs> Fucking Mark Wahlberg giving us shows. Giving us Entourage and Steve Buscemi's eyes murdering people. I think that's what that show is about. Just him glaring at people till their heads explode. That's... Spoiler that'd be a right great. There, that'd be a know. great fuck. Okay, Steve Buscemi. That was you up. ruined the series for me. I haven't no, seen no, no. any of Listen, it. Listen, we're calling up Steve Buscemi. It's called Glare. It's his his glare just blowing up people's skulls. <laughs> I I love Buscemi. He Steve just looks Buscemi. constantly haggard. <laughs> That's true. Um, lead actor in a drama series, Damian Lewis for Homeland. <laughs> Yeah, Homeland pretty much sweeped up so, a lot of stuff. What's your What's your erection stronger for, Homeland or Friday Night Lights? It's a tough call. They're very different shows. I know, but which one gets um, you more turgid? I would say neither actually gets me there. But well, which one do you finish to? <sighs> I 
<laughs> now you're thinking. See, the, the hard part is, is that you don't want to answer this, but you know you have to now. Friday Night Lights. Uh, Friday Night Lights Connie was Britain. really good, and Connie, it has a lot more. Connie Britton. Or, or first season of Heroes. Moving on. So <laughs> lead actress in a drama series. Claire Danes for Your Homeland. Homeland. Yeah, it seems to be the be the big winner of the night. Definitely for sure. Um, they did writing for a variety special, which uh, Louis C.K. won for that, even though he was robbed out of the comedy series. Was that for the, the uh, special? For live did? at Beacon Theater. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had Outstanding Variety Series went to, again, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. They deserve it. Oh, no, Colbert deserves it, too, so. Let's see. This is the uh, Ed Hardy of penises right now. I, it's just wings and, and demon horns. So we should put it up on the website. The Ed Hardy of penises. Uh, supporting actress in a miniseries or a movie... Jessica Lang won for American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah, buddy, because that show deserved way more credit than it's it's receiving during award season. And we had uh, the supporting actor was Tom Berenger in Hatfields and McCoys. Have you, have you watched that? I have not watched it. Did you watch it? Nope. But didn't Tom Berenger just win for? His guest appearance on Dancing with the Stars. Wasn't that the name? No. Tom Bergeron. Yeah. There we go. There you go. And that was for hosting. Come on. Um, their names are oddly similar. Game Change won for writing for a miniseries. It's good, dude. It's good. That's all I'm saying. Julianne Moore really knocks it out. And uh, Ed Asner? Not 100% sure, but are you saying it's a game changer? Oh, God. You make me so sad. It's got a pitchfork. Um, it's got a pitchfork. Look at that. Dick Devil. Uh, lead actress in a miniseries or a movie was um, Julianne Moore for, for Game, Game Change, Change. Um, which directing also went to Jay Roach for Game Change and lead Jay actor Roach. actually went to Kevin Costner for Hatfields and McCoys ooh fucking Costner Costner pulling, pulling one out beat out Idris Elba I know how you feel and then Game Change also won miniseries so Game uh, Change yeah. swept like the rest of the night yeah, well, the last two we got are the Outstanding Drama Series and Outstanding Comedy. Drama went to Beating Out, Boardwalk Empire, Breaking Bad, Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, and Mad Men. We had Homeland. Homeland pretty much swept the drama categories. Um, and then Outstanding Comedy Series beating out The Big Bang Theory. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Girls, 30 Rock, and Veep, which I'm pretty disappointed that Parks and Rec wasn't on that list. Um, yeah. Modern Family. Okay. Which, Modern Family's a good show. I'll um, support that. I definitely support that uh, that idea. So, yeah. So, that's that's the Emmys. So, what's next? What's the next award show? Is that the... Daytime Emmys? Possibly. Um, I don't follow the award show schedule as much. Um, I know, the I, Oscars got to be coming up at some point. No, Oscars won't be till next time. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's like they're up, and I, I think, I, once again, why would I ever do research? But um, I think it goes Oscars, then Grammys, like later in February. He said with okay. a question mark. 
Yeah, well, we're not well versed in award show scheduling here. I so. used to be. I feel like the Golden Globes are next. Yeah, that makes sense. Sounds sounds about right. Which you know, no one really cares about. Was it the Golden Globes that a couple years ago gave that Angelina Jolie and um, Johnny Depp piece of shit the Taurus like outstanding award in comedy yeah, and I think musicals? Like that, yeah, like the point where they combined com- comedy and musical. Dick flames. There's flames on this thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's your Emmys. Um, oh god damn it! I just I feel like this was a lackluster year for the Emmys. Kind of, kind of seems that way. Outside of your uh, your you and Ralph's raging erections for um, Homeland. Homeland's really good. I'll check it. I will. You I've heard, it, I've heard it's, it's really good. It's, it's extremely well written, and I'm I'm really glad to see those guys went for writing because it, it was definitely like even if it wouldn't have won anything else, if it won for writing, I'd be happy with that. It's that's a, that's okay. It's really really well written. Just as long as it gets some acknowledgement. Yeah. Sorry, I yawned. Yeah, it was it, it was really well done. Um, what was that face? So yeah, that was a face. Nice. Okay. Uh. Wrapping up? Yeah, I think... Oh, did you want to talk about the website and stuff? Uh, the the yeah. new additions? Yeah, go ahead and talk about that. that. Take us out with the website. So, we're doing some new stuff. Um, starting in the next couple days, I'll actually probably have the official launch of our new website. Um, we're actually... We're starting a network. A podcasting network. Yeah, I brought that up last week a little prematurely. But yeah. What's, what's um, the network? The, the network is... The Spider Duck Network. Yes, we are the Spider Duck Network. Our spider logo duck. is a very beautifully hand-drawn spider with a duck bill. Yes. Um, and Friend us on Twitter, please. Yep. Follow us on Twitter, I suppose. Yeah, it's at, uh, it's at SpiderDuckNet on Twitter. Um, definitely check us out there. Um, the new website, um, which is already up, is going to be at SpiderDuckNetwork.com. Very easy to remember. Um, you can your current subscription to us will stay the same, um, but now you can also subscribe to our website. And we're going to be bringing some new podcasts to you, um, probably starting next week. I'm, yeah, we're I not going to discuss what they 100% are. Hundred percent confirmation on the start date for one, but we do have one that's absolutely in the works. Yes, um, and another one that's shelved, but probably going to happen. Uh, well, if, if probably happen eventually but we have to figure out scheduling for that so and by that i mean if one of the members would stop being such a lazy bastard he's my favorite lazy bastard but a bastard nonetheless yeah well you know should i instagram dick devil go for it i'm gonna instagram dick devil um but uh it's i i like the the new website looks fantastic it looks gorgeous um yeah i've been I've, i've changed it up like a bit um, here and there, just trying to figure out a good flow for it. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna have the website. You'll be able to subscribe to any of the podcasts. Um, actually, when we when we start doing new podcasts, I'll probably throw the first episode into our feed. That way, you guys automatically get it and can listen to the first episode and see if you like it. And if you like it, you can always go to the website and subscribe to it. That way, you can get all the episodes of it as they as they become yeah. available. We'll start doing those weekly. We're not sure what days of the week yet because we usually come out on Wednesdays um, so we'll figure out the other days we record on Tuesdays post on Wednesdays yeah I I, I, 
I like the whole new setup. It's become really easy. Also, once again, you can go through our shop, uh, you know, pick up a t-shirt and whatnot, kick back some um, shekels our direction. Uh, honestly, right now, if, if you want to buy a t-shirt, go ahead. Um, right now, we actually don't make anything off the t-shirts. No. Okay. Uh, it's all it's all just cost of making the t-shirt, which for anybody that, that wants to jump on the bandwagon early and get themselves a t-shirt, um, the regular sized ones are really cheap actually um they're 1040 they actually end up being around uh, under 15 bucks with shipping so they're really reasonably priced um so definitely check it out the new logo that we introduced that you probably see in your itunes feed right now um that is just, actually already just, on a t-shirt you just couldn't have me with a clean face you had to pick me with the rape beard well yeah you know rape beard the pirate but yeah, definitely check that out. Um, the shop is linked through our website. Um, you can go also, if, if you're looking to buy anything off Amazon, like any of the stuff we discussed today, definitely go to spiderducknetwork.com and just click on that link that says Amazon Store. And you can go right to it. And you just shop like you normally would on Amazon. Help support us. Um, you can follow us, this particular podcast, at Trevor and Ian. Um, or you can search for us on Facebook and like our Facebook page. Uh, just search for Trevor and Ian Talk Show. Um, and then you can always still see us at uh, trevorandian.com. Um, but definitely check out spiderducknetwork.com. There's a commenting system um, where you can leave comments on anything that we post. Um, and actually coming up in the future for that website, we'll pr- we're going to add blogs yeah. um, for every member. Individual people. Uh, yeah, for every individual person that podcasts on the Spider Duck Network, they're gonna have their own blog and post their own views and and post like interesting stuff. Pictures of horses having sex. Um, I'm gonna have to moderate right Ian's there. blog <laughs> a lot. Not apparently. with like people. I just drew it. Not with like people. Like you know, horse on horse, really hot horse on horse action. Uh, someone here's a brony. Anyway. Um, Rainbow. But the, the first thing that I personally am going to do with my blog, I'm doing something starting in October. Oh, yeah, yeah. Indie October, where every single day... You jerk off Harrison Ford. No, not that indie. Not that indie. Indie as in independent. You... So, Indie October is going to encompass me watching an independent movie or playing or playing an, playing independent, an game. independent game every day in October and I'll blog about each one and I may even do some audio for each one and I'll definitely talk about it on each podcast. You videos too. Yeah. Some on the blog. Yeah, yeah I so. like the whole I like the whole idea. Like I really do like that. And and judging by the list I have already, I may end up doing <laughs> a couple days where I do a movie and a game because I have a lot of a lot on well, the you list. Have so a, a pretty decent finger on the pulse of indie games to begin with. So it's really nice, you know. You know, as my okay, we shouted out Fine Times on uh, who uh, sent me the record uh, this week, their debut record. Thanks, guys. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I like it. it was. Uh, signed copy too they could not be nicer nicer guys i hope they stay in touch um if you can contact the people that made these these indie games and when you want to talk about them please feel free because i would love to hear maybe them send some feedback to us and 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 whatnot and and it's good because you have such a good pulse on on games and whatnot that I that's not really yeah. my area. So it's nice that you have you know this thing that could bring in something for you. And obviously, I'm into the indie film idea too because I, I really do love some indie movies. Um, 
And Netflix has a really wide variety yeah, of indie, mo- indie movies on, on now, Netflix. Now, is that including so. foreign, too? Or... Um, I may look into some foreign stuff. Do you like foreign um, films at all? Not as much. I, I like them. Um, but for me, it's more... I like more just independent movies. Like, um, I, one of the the movies actually on my list is The Puffy Chair, which Mark I've never Duplass. seen. Mark Duplass. Check out... Um, um, but I, I have a I have a really wide variety. I have, like, Submarine, which is the, the movie Richard, that Richard Aote uh, yeah, um, did. Um, and Speaking then we, of, I want to watch my T crowd. Uh, IT Crowd is IT Crowd's one of my favorite shows. I love that show. Um, and I actually put Check The Bachelorette some, on that list. Some indie uh, indie horror. VHS. Check out VHS. I'm yeah. telling you. And, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll add that the, to the list. The Vicious Brothers uh, Grave Encounters. I really loved that movie as far as, you know, low-budget low horror films go. Um, yeah, I really like what... Uh, what the indie world has to offer right and, now, and, and as far as games, I got a couple a couple bigger indie games that came out recently. Uh, FTL, which is a strategy game. Uh, it's a it's a very simple strategy game, um, but very fun to play. Um, and I'm going to be checking that out. Um, we also got Orcs Must Die too, because um, I love the first one. Now, what have they done that they need to die? Like what would you say? I mean, orcs, they just—they rape and pillage, and okay. you know, they, I can see that they try to take power, and it's just—it's crazy. You can't have all that nonsense. No, you can't. You can't let them. And then I'm also going to check out stuff like uh, gratuitous space battles, which is also a—it's a simulation game for the PC, um, and uh, Wizorb, which is which is very interesting because it's like it's like Breakout. But they turned it into an RPG. Um, so you basically have, you know, the bouncing pinball where you have the bar at the bottom, and you try to hit certain areas that go along with the RPG. It looks really interesting. I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out. Um, so there's a lot of good things coming. You got a busy October coming. Yeah. Up. See, my thing is to try to catch up with um, some horror films. Maybe if if a fan has a suggestion of a of a horror film, uh, follow me. I'm I'm just at Ian Parisi on Twitter. Um, or just go to the Spider and Duck Network, and you can find the both uh, both Trevor and I. But if you got some some suggestions of horror films that I need to watch, I would gladly accept them very much. So, well, with our new commenting system, uh, whenever this episode goes up, it'll be also up on the Spider Duck Network yes. website. Yes. Um, so what you can do is you can just comment underneath the episode. And if you have any suggestions, just throw those in there. If you have any suggestions for me to play um, during Indie October, definitely, definitely suggest them, and I'll see what I can do. Um, but anyway, I think uh, I think that about wraps everything yeah. up. We have a lot of great things coming. We're yes. looking forward to to that sort of stuff. We're looking forward to bringing you new and exciting podcasts. I'm just in general looking forward to October. I think that's it's like my favorite month of the year. Yeah, October I, October should be good. A lot of good shows debuting in October as well. Finally, Happy Endings is coming back, and Arrow's debuting in October. Arrow, Arrow's Arrow's Arrow looking good. up and up is to be one of my new. It's CW. I never thought that I'd enjoy this, but it looks good. So anyway, I, th- I think that I think that wraps everything up. That's so another week. That's episode so five. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely check us out. Uh, SpiderDuckNetwork.com. See you later.